You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. When deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds. How many people slumber on their beds? Or do you slumber in your couch? Wherever you slumber, God can speak. Alright? So it doesn't have to be the bed. Some of us are gifted. And we don't need the comfort of a bed to sleep. When it's time to sleep, we just sleep. How many people are like that? Come on, Fez. Yeah, that's my partner. (laughs) Yes. So some of you have to pray for sleep to come. You know, and prepare, you have to, you know, just come around us and this thing will just, <laughs> will just impart it to you. <laughs> okay, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, it says, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. So I want to share with you on principles of dream interpretation. Okay? There are principles that govern the interpretation of dreams. Many principles. So I'm going to share a few with you tonight, and then I'll interpret some dreams. Some people sent me some dreams by email. So I'll interpret them so that you see how this is done. Okay? Um, So when you have a dream, you know what God is saying. Okay? Yeah. So, first of all, I want you to say this. God never discusses a problem with you that you cannot solve. Okay, So, number one principle is that God will not discuss with you a matter that does not concern you. Alright? So, if God tells you something, if God shows you a dream, if God speaks to you in a dream, it's because you are in a position to do something about it. Yeah. You're in a position to do something about it and that's why he's speaking to you. If you cannot solve those problems, he's not going to bring them your way. You know, some people just discuss things with everybody. You know what I'm talking about. Anything, you just, you just, you're just talking about everything to everybody and they, they, there's no contribution that they can make to that situation. But you are just such a chatterbox that, you know, (laughs) it's like wherever you go, you're just talking. So anybody that has ears will just hear what you're saying. The question is, what contribution do they have? Okay, you're discussing that problem with that person. What is that person able to do? This is a divine principle. 
Okay. So God will not discuss with you what you can't fix. Well, you might say, oh, pastor, isn't it that um, God can do everything and we cannot do anything without him? Yes, you're right. But if you are not in a position to do something, God will bypass you and discuss it with someone who is in a position to do something. Okay? So he can, he can show you something. Maybe you say, okay, I don't know what to do. Maybe, maybe your part is to pray. So he will discuss with you. Do you understand me? Or you have a direct role to play in fixing that problem. Then he will discuss with you. Okay? Another principle you need to bear in mind is this. God will always speak to you in line with your assignment. Glory to God. Okay? He will always speak to you in line with your assignment. In other words, God will not speak to you about what does not concern you. He'll speak to you along the lines of your assignment. So, if God gives you a dream, a lot of times, if you don't understand these principles, it will affect the way you interpret. That's why I'm giving them to you. Alright? So, in other words, when you see something, you need to know the context and the framework in which to interpret what God is saying. So, it will always be in line with your assignment. Okay? That's why God did not speak to Joseph about Egypt. Egypt was not his assignment. He spoke to who? Pharaoh. Because Egypt was Pharaoh's assignment. Are you getting my point? So he will not speak to you about what does not concern you. Why would he speak to Nebuchadnezzar about Babylon? And not Daniel. He speaks to Nebuchadnezzar. But he gives Daniel the interpretation. Okay. So you, you, you need to understand how God operates. God has protocol in the way he does things. There are divine protocols. There are kingdom protocols. In how God operates. We are the ones that don't follow protocol. But God does. He does.
So, if God wants to fix the problem of a nation, he will speak to someone who can do something about it. Are you getting me? He will not speak to someone who cannot do anything about it. What's the essence of that communication? Amen? Yeah. So, you need, to, you need to understand that. That's important. That's significant. And uh, I think one of the questions that I addressed during the Zoom session, somebody sent a question and said, why does God speak in dreams, in symbols? Um, why can't he just speak face to face? So, God speaks face to face, but he also speaks in dreams. And the fact that God speaks to you face to face does not mean that you will not have dreams. I'm very sure when you meet Moses, he's going to tell you about lots of dreams he had. Even though God spoke to him face to face. In other words, it's not just one method of communication. Okay, so you need to master them all. Come on. Yeah, you need to master them all because at certain seasons, God will use certain methods to communicate. And some other seasons, he will use some other methods to communicate. And so, before in my life, I used to think that I was backslidden because it's like, God, you used to speak to me like this. And it's like, you've stopped speaking like this. What's wrong? Why? What have I done? But then I realized that God was trying to take me forward in my walk with him, to show me other ways so that I'm not just reliant on one particular method of communication, I'm also able to hear him in other ways. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So that's very important. Those of you that have dreams, it's great. Every one of us should have dreams, but there are some of you that it's like every night you have minimum of two, three dreams. How many people are like that? That's good. It's a good thing. You know, at the end of this, I'm going to share with you some things that will show you the importance of your role in God's scheme of things. Because there's a place where you fit in this whole equation. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So why does God, why does God use symbols? As a matter of fact, if you look at your Bible from Genesis to Revelation, it's full of symbols. There's so many of them. It's just that we glide past them, and, and, and we just we just read the Bible. We don't we don't take we don't pay attention to certain details with certain keys. So I'm going to show you a few keys in the course of these uh, principles of interpretation to help you, so that when you're reading your Bible, you see. If you want to be um, an expert in interpreting dreams, you need to be a good searcher of the scriptures. Okay? Yeah, you must be good at searching the scriptures because therein lies all the keys to interpretation. God speaks in symbols and in parables, sometimes 
it's to reveal certain things. And also sometimes it's to hide certain things. Okay? Now, depending on the heart condition of the listener. So, in other words, when God speaks, God is so interested in your heart. That your heart condition will determine whether you hear him or not. So, he, that's why Jesus spoke in parables. Why did Jesus speak a lot in parables? Because he says, you know, he, he, hearing them I hear and not perceive. All right? So, they will hear what he's saying, but because of their heart condition, they will not probe further. So, because they don't probe further, the, 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 the truth is hidden from them. But then the disciples came to him. They say, what is the meaning of this? Then he says, to you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So because they went further, God, Jesus now uh, revealed the meaning of the, of the parable. Remember the parable of the sword? Hallelujah. So there, when you want, if you want to understand dreams, you need to study the parables of Jesus. I told you, you need to study the books of wisdom. Right? The literature, all the poetry books in the Bible contain keys to interpreting dreams. And there are some others that are scattered around the scriptures. And I'll show you shortly. So, um, God uses symbols because it is good to it helps to reveal the heart as well. So those that have a humble and a, an inquisitive mind will seek further. And God will now reveal to them. Those who are prideful will not seek further. And that's why um, Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2. Is it 25 or 26? 25 verse 2. Yes. Verse 2 of Proverbs 25 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. Huh? But it is the glory of kings to search out a matter. Can you see that? So it is part of God's... Um, uh, his, part of his operation, part of, his, part of the principles that govern his operation is that he doesn't just expose things anyhow. So he takes glory in putting a lot of meaning into what appears meaningless. Are you getting my point? Yeah, what appears meaningless, what appears foolish is where God locks wise things. That's why the Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than man. So the cross was like a foolish thing. But we know at the end of the day it was the demonstration of the wisdom of God. So if you want to be wise, first of all you need to read your Bible very, 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 very much. And when you read it, don't just read it for religious facts. Read it to know God. Read it to understand God's ways. Ask God to open your eyes. Ask God to show you. Ask God to speak to you. 
Ask God to, to, to give you keys to unlock His Word. Alright? So, I'm just giving you like general principles because this can be approached from many ways. So, it's good for you to understand. This is how God operates. If God is speaking to you, it could be that you are in a place to do something about it. If you are not in a position to do something about it, and you assume that he is telling you to go and take over somebody else's position, you might be misinterpreting the dream. Do you get my point? Yeah. So, for example, if you see yourself in a dream with somebody else's wife, now, God is not saying that you should go and take that person's wife. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, people have these kind of dreams. So, but that is, that is not what it means. If you interpret it like that, you've missed the interpretation. Or if you see yourself running another person's family. Huh? Yeah, you better look carefully. Because there's something deeper than what you are seeing. So if you just take it on the surface and act on it, you'll find out that you've made mistakes. How many people have made a few blunders like that? You saw something and you just, yeah. So that's why this teaching is vital. And I believe that God is going to help somebody. Amen? Now let's look at uh, let's look at Job chapter twelve verse seven verse verse seven. It says, "Now ask the beasts, and they will teach you." <laughs> How many people have asked the beast before? But do you know that beasts have the ability to teach you? When last did you ask? I'm just trying to tell you that there are many ways God communicates. So, the animals. There is some communication from the animal kingdom. He says, ask the beast. So when you see beasts in your dream, it's what they are saying. Are you getting my point? There is what is being communicated. How many people have seen beasts in their, feet, in their dreams? Lions, tigers, birds, dogs, snakes. There is what is being communicated. Alright? Ask the beasts and they will teach you. There is what you are, you are being taught. But are you getting the message? Alright. It says, and the birds of the air, and they will tell you. How many people have, uh, you, you know, you, you, you've heard from the bird what God is saying? They will tell you. That's what the Bible is saying. All right? Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. The earth 
So when you see the earth in your dream, there is what it is teaching you. Are you getting my point? There is what it is teaching you, but if you don't know how to listen, if you don't know how to understand what is being taught you, you miss the message. And then later on you go blame God and say, God doesn't talk to me. Many people have blamed God wrongly. Hmm? Look at what it says. And the fish of the sea will explain to you. Hello. <laughs> that fish that you like to eat. <laughs> Somebody only hears it in his stomach. <laughs> what the fish is saying. <laughs> huh? Why do you think the Bible says go to the ant? Huh? Go to the ant and learn. Why? Why would he say that? There is a message. In the whole of creation, everything you see is communicating something. Everything. That's why I say from Genesis to Revelation, God is speaking all the time. Every day you wake up, you see the earth, it's saying something. You look at the sky, it's saying something. You look at the trees, they are saying something. You look at the birds, they are saying something. Are you following me? You hear them singing, they're saying something. <laughs> Amazing. They say, who among all these does not know? Okay, who among you here does not know? <laughs> that the hand of the Lord has done this. Only God can be so smart to communicate like that. To have such diverse means of communication. Only God can do that. Are you following? Yes. So Lord, open my eyes. That I might see. Open my ears that I may hear. Sensitize my heart. I don't want to miss what you are saying. I don't want to miss what you are saying. So you just have that dream and just say, ah, uh, I just saw some dogs and, you know, dog means something. It means something. Glory to God. So, what am I saying? All of this is to say, don't brush it off. There is a message. Okay? Especially when it comes with a presence. You need to also understand in your dreams, there are certain, you, in your dreams, you need to watch out for the emotions you have in those dreams. Because those emotions say something. If you want to master dream interpretation, get a concordance. Do you know what a concordance is? Huh? Okay, you don't know. How many people know what a concordance is? Raise your hands. Right? Let me see. Okay, the rest of you, you need to, you need to find a concordance. A concordance is a book um, that 
has all the verses in the Bible that say it, it puts them all according to topics. Okay? So you take like one of the, the one I use is Strong's. Okay? Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. All right? So Strong's, what Strong's does is that it takes every single word in the Bible and it has a number attached to every Bible, every word in the Bible. Huh? And so when you are searching, for example, if you search for anger, it will now bring out all the verses that have anger in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Okay. So if you want to master dream interpretation, it's one of the books that you need because it works with the Bible. So James Strong, I think he had a special anointing that he sat down and went through everything. It must have been supernatural because there was no technology then. So he did it like manually and link all those words. Why would God give someone that ability and then all you have to do is to buy the book and you say it's too expensive? Huh? Say it's too, you say it's too expensive and yet you can buy that shoe. You can buy that uh, whatever it is you like and you can pay lots of money for that. But then what's going to enrich your life? You don't even invest in it. One of the reasons why Christians today are so ignorant is because they don't invest in the right things. They don't invest in materials that will help them. They only know how to invest in flashy things that will make them appear important. So it's time. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time for you to invest in your understanding of the word of God. Invest in your spiritual development. Amen. Buy Buy a Bible. Somebody once said to me, Bible is too, Bibles are too expensive nowadays. Well, what do you want? Huh? What's more expensive, the Bible or your ignorance? Tell me, which one is more expensive, the Bible or your ignorance? You don't want to say it. Huh? Ignorance, yeah. Ignorance has cost you much more. Much more. My people perish because they lack knowledge. They perish. Huh? They, didn't, they don't perish because they bought a Bible. They perish because they lack knowledge. God uses symbols. God uses nature. He uses animals. He uses colors. Do you understand? He uses colors. He uses emotions. And all of this appear in your dreams. They symbolize something. So, if you see a building, if you see a vehicle, if you see uh, an animal, if you see uh, if you feel 
Excited, that's what it means. If you feel scared, that's what it means. And these all show up in your dreams. Am I correct? Yeah. So, um, let me take some time. Just read. I want to read uh, one or two dreams and interpret them for you. Okay? A lot of times, when it comes to interpretation of dreams, many people tend to use their tradition or culture to interpret dreams. Hmm? Uh, how many people have heard that uh, if your hand is itchy? Huh? Come on, what is happening? If your hand is itchy, what is going on? <laughs> huh? Or if you sneeze, they say, What? Someone is calling you. If you bite your tongue, they are talking about you. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so people bring all kinds of things and use them to interpret dreams. If you listen to people, <laughs> you will miss what God is saying. Huh? You'll miss what God is saying. So, the Bible is what you use to interpret dreams. Okay? So when you, when you get a dream, I've told you, you write your dream. Then after you've written it, you now go through it for the details. Alright? Get all the details and begin to pick them one by one. Go to the Bible. Look at what does this, what is this? And then you you bring it together, then you get the message. Okay, let me read. Uh, a few people sent dreams to me. So I'm going to read them. I'm going to deal with them according to the order that they came. Some came this morning. <laughs> Even though I told you since last week. It only arrived this morning. I don't know when you sent it, but it arrived. Okay, maybe you just dreamt this morning. Okay, no problem. Not a problem. Okay, this one came before the rest. So I'll start with this one. Okay? Last week, I dreamt that we, every nation Midran, were in a huge church auditorium and you were ministering. It was an every nation Midran program. All right? It says, the following day, the program continued, but... Every nation international pastors were the ones that were going to minister. And Pastor Sam was also among them, but he was not going to minister. After one of the guys ministered, Pastor Sam said to him, he must prophesy over the nations of Africa. And he began calling out nations and speaking. And in brackets, couldn't hear what he was saying. And it was frustrating. I told you, note emotion. It was frustrating. All right? But when he called out Malawi, he said grace over and over again. So in other words, this person was prophesying 
And then when he was speaking over different nations, right? And the writer of this dream was frustrated because he or she could not, could not seem to hear the other nations that were being mentioned. But when Malawi was mentioned, the person could hear. All right? And what the person could hear was grace, grace, grace. Okay? Then I stepped out. When I did, I had a sense that we were at every nation rose bank, but it wasn't the current building. While the program continued in the main auditorium, Potent Kids was also happening in their campus. As I was making my way back, I stepped on a few thorns. I was walking barefoot. And I removed them and finally made my way back in the auditorium. When I got back, I realized that we were about to take offering. And the crowd was too big for the normal size baskets that we use. And our ushers were not ready. And I signaled to Irene that we should be ready. <laughs> and as we got up to take the offering, another team was already in positions and ready. And they said they will take it up. And they were ready. I was relieved, but at the same time stressed that we didn't have things in place. It speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. All right? From what I've said, from what I've shared, I'll take a few points from this dream. Okay? First of all, uh, this is to tell you that, well, uh, the church is going to grow. All right? Church is going to grow. We're going we're gonna to grow, but we need to be ready. In other words, everyone needs to prepare himself because it might happen in a way that you would not expect. So there might not be enough notice for preparation. Amen? Yeah. So, but then, let's, let's go prophesying, you could not quite hear what he was saying and it was frustrating. That is speaking of something in you. Right? That hinders you from hearing. The reason why there was frustration is because it's something you needed to hear. But you could not hear. So it was frustrating. So in other words, you need to pray into that. Pray and remove whatever hinders you from hearing God, especially concerning matters that pertain to nations. Okay? Whoever this person is, you need to pray. And it is, the only way to get rid of that frustration is to hear God. So there are areas of your life where you are blocked from hearing. So you need to pray. Um, and deal with that. Okay? So, um, I don't want to dwell on the ministers and all of that, but then, let's, let's go forward. You stepped out, 
and um, you're making your way back and you, you stepped on a few thorns. What do thorns represent in the Bible? Hmm? Somebody said curse. What else? Hmm? Persecution. Huh? Thorn. Yeah. Hardship. Yeah. Remember that Paul was given a thorn in his flesh. And what is the interpretation of that? They were actually spiritual entities that were attacking him everywhere he went. Although I know some theologians say it was his eyes that he had glaucoma and he could not see. No, there's no, no scripture that says thorns will represent uh, a physical condition in the body. Um, in the book of Joshua, it talks about if they don't kill those um, Amalekites and so on, they will become thorns to their side. So it, were, it was personalities. Okay? So thorns here is, is, is... Sometimes when you look at symbols, they have positive, both positive and negative. Most, most, uh, most symbols. So you would need to look at the context. So dreams always happen in a context. Understand that. So whenever you have a dream, check the context in which it is happening. Like this person had this dream, the context was a church setting. Okay? And this person, if you look at that dream, you'll see that this person is involved in church. And I told you that your dreams always have to do with your area of assignment. Okay, so this person is obviously involved in the church. All right? In, 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 a, in, a, uh, in a department of the church. So thorns could, could speak of, could speak of, uh, well, the Bible talks about, we know thorns came after the fall. All right? The, God never, there was no thorns before sin came. It was after Adam ate the fruit that God says that the ground was going to produce thorns and thistles. All right? So thorns can speak of hardship. Do you understand? Uh, it could speak of hardship. Uh, it could speak of a curse. And it could speak of persecution. So you need to check the context in order to apply that symbol. All right? So in this, in this context, uh, I believe that it has to do with some hardship. Okay? It has to do with some hardship. And the person says, I was walking barefoot. And I removed them and finally made my way back um, in the auditorium. So you notice here that this person moved out of the auditorium. And it was moving out that this thorn experience happened. Do you understand? So that means there was a time in this person's walk that this person maybe slightly stepped off track a bit. And because of that, thorns. And then the fact that this person was barefooted uh, uh, also 
Walking barefoot also speaks something. The Bible in the book of Ephesians talks about our feet being prepared, short with the gospel of peace. So barefoot can also represent lack of preparation. Do you understand? So it could also represent lack of preparation. That means that person needs to put more effort in preparation. Are you getting me? Yeah. So, but the good thing is that this person was able to remove the thorn, which is a positive thing, and then get back into the auditorium, back into the place of assignment. Okay? So, so it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a very interesting dream. And then, when I got back, I realized that we're about to take the offering and and okay, fine. Then the, 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 the scene of the offering and then not having enough um, hands to help, it's also the person is back to the place of assignment and now recognizing certain uh, shortcomings. All right? So there is need to begin to work on, um, on your assignment, whoever this person is. Huh? The person was relieved because some people had stepped in, all right? But at the same time, stressed. Obviously, you'll be stressed because you don't want to miss your place. If you miss your place in God's scheme of things, then you miss your reward. So it will cause you to be stressful. It's a relief because things did not suffer. So some other people... Uh, stepped in, which is very common. You know, that's how God works. If you fail, he will just lift, raise somebody else. So, my prayer is that God will not take your place. Amen. How many people understand? You see what I'm talking about? Interpreting dreams. Okay. There's another one. Let me look at this. Uh, I'll just do this second one and then yeah, this person was uh, flew away. <laughs> huh? Did I miss something there? Let me check and see. This dream. Okay. This person had a had a. Had a, a series of dreams, okay? But I'll take one that is recorded, okay? Flew away with a bit of difficulty from about 20 lions that wanted to catch me. And I landed over their reach, which was close to a river. I flew. And to fly, I had to make a huge jump up and flap my, my arms as though I was a winged animal. Intuitively in the dream, I ruled that this would work. While I did become airborne, I could feel I didn't have the grace to fly like a bird. Of course. (laughs) Remaining airborne required much strength 
and battled somewhat, but flew enough to get over to where the lions could not reach me. All right? The setup was near my old childhood home, about 50 meters from where we used to stay. All right? I landed near the river, which has been dirty for the past 15 years or so, even though we used to play there when I was young and it was clean, where I tried to cross on foot by stepping on stones. When the stones ran out, I had no place to step on, and suddenly there was a group of people calling to me. And there were, they were on a scaffolding, which I then used to get across. I did not know or recognize their faces. Then the dream ended. Then he says, also had to dodge, I'm not sure, this is, this is another dream. Okay, it's like, okay, let's, let's deal with this one. Or, okay, since it's short, let's just, also had to dodge a tiger afterwards. which was being headed by a lady. I have not, a, a lady I have not seen before. Fair enough, the lady did help me to get away, huh? By telling me how to avoid its path. Interestingly, the setup was also a place I call home. This time, when I grew up with uh, uh, with my grandmother. Okay. This time when I grew up. Okay. Dream ends. When I do as the lady says. To stay clear of the tiger's radar. And the dream ends as well. Very interesting dream. Very interesting dream. So how would you interpret this? Huh? Number one, 20 lions. That's a lot of lions going for you, my dear. 20 lions. Huh? David only killed one. Samson killed one. You have 20 coming your way. It's interesting. Hmm? So this, this lions wanted to catch you, who this person is. And then he says, he had to fly. Now, let me say this. A lot of times, I've, seen, I've noticed this, especially among Africans, when they interpret dreams, they have a negative, they have a way of interpret, interpreting things. Everything is like negative. They, they don't see positive things. And dreams, a lot of times. Now, I'm not saying that they, they, I mean, there are things, there are times that they're negative things, but there are times that they are positive. But you see, when you allow culture to help you to interpret dreams, then you can miss God. You can miss what God is saying. Now, I'm not saying these lions are positive. These are definitely negative. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Huh? 
that the devil, your adversary, goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. All right? You need to be sober. You need to be vigilant. Okay? So, in this context, so context is always important when you have a dream. Right? In this context, the lions are definitely demonic entities. All right? Demonic entities. And what I can see here is this. Uh, flying in this context, there's nothing negative about that. Because some Africans will tell you that if you fly in your dream, you are a witch. <laughs> Come on. How many people have heard that before? Yeah. They will tell you that if you fly, you are a witch. No. The witches fly, but it's not only witches that fly. Angels fly. What are you talking about? Check the context. Okay? Flying is, 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 is okay. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Come on. What do eagles do? They, they mount up. So when you fly, it, it doesn't mean you are a witch. Okay? Although if you are a witch, flying is also good. For, I mean, not maybe. <laughs> maybe not good, but <laughs> it's also done. Okay? Yeah. So in this context, flying was good. All right? Although he was struggling, and why was he struggling in flight? He needs to wait upon the Lord more. Do you understand? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. In other words, his spiritual strength is still weak. He's spiritually not in that place because eagles don't struggle to fly. They don't even, you know, flap to rise. No, an eagle just soars. So, but that ability to, in the spirit, is only imparted to people who wait upon the Lord. So this person needs to spend more time waiting upon the Lord. Are you getting my point? All right. So that, interestingly, he says, this person says, I could feel I didn't have the grace to fly like a bird. So, in other words, you are putting in too much effort in your walk with God that is not powered by grace. You see? So, how are you going to do that? Wait upon the Lord more. It's not too much activity. Have times that you spend with the Lord. Make more time to pray. Make more time to just be quiet with God. Alright? That's important for this person. Okay. Alright. Then, the this, this setup was near my old childhood home. Now, 
It's interesting. The moment you see your childhood home or the home where you grew up or anytime you see any of those things, it has to do with your past. So that is to say that these lions are coming from your past. That is to say that these lions that are chasing you are from your ancestry. Whoever this person is, I want you to know that God is saying there are 20 spiritual entities that are after you. So, in other words, you don't look at your, you don't look at your, where you came from with uh, naivety. Okay? A man's enemies. Now, I'm not a prophet of doom that everything is, a, is one relative or the other. That's not, and you shouldn't go around doing that. That's not, what, that's not the meaning of this. The meaning is just that you should be aware, okay, that where you came from is fighting you more than you think. So you need to deal with that. That's what God is telling you. You need to deal with that. All right. And he says, I landed near the river, which has been dirty for the past 15 years. Now, I don't know if in the dream the river is dirty or he's talking about the state of the river presently. Huh? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, when he was growing up, it was clean. They used to play there. But now, it is dirty. So I'm saying, I don't know if in the dream the river was dirty or he's saying that the river is dirty at the moment. So, and it, 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 it can affect the interpretation. All right? But if the river is dirty, let's look at a scripture. Isaiah chapter 57. Verse 20. Look at that. It says, the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast off mire and dirt. So, the dirty river could speak of people and all their activities. Huh? Wicked activities that stir it up and make it dirty. That's, I'm assuming that the, the, the river in the dream was dirty. If it, was in the, if it was dirty in the dream, then it means that there was the, the wickedness where you came from is real. And that's not to say you now start looking at everybody somehow. No, it's just to tell you that you can rise above all of that. Are you following me? Yeah. So God is right, just trying to tell you, yes, you need to watch it. This is when I tried to go across by foot stepping on stones, stepping on stones, and got to a place, people were calling, 
to me. Some people were calling to you, and uh, they were on a scaffolding. Scaffolding, speaking of temporariness. You never find a permanent scaffolding. Scaffolding is always temporary. Okay? So that means whatever it is that gave you that support is temporary. You cannot rely on it for long. It's there only temporary. So there are things that have been able to enable you to get across. All right? Then the dream ended. So this dream is, is uh, God instructing you, and God is also in, 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 in revealing areas of weakness in your life that you need to work on, whoever this person is. Okay, and also, God is also showing you some threats. Okay, and some of those threats come from your past or from your ancestry. So, pay attention to that and God will preserve you. Then, let me just, I I promise, this one is short. It says, also, I had to dodge a tiger. Hmm? It's also very similar. Afterwards, I was being headed. Uh, okay, there was okay. There was there was a lady that seemed to be heading this tiger. All right, and then he says the lady did help me to get away. All right, by telling me how to avoid its path. I'm, I'm just, I'm skipping certain things that don't make sense. All right. This lady, when you read the Bible and you see the lady, who is this lady? The moment I read this dream, I knew exactly who this lady is. Look at Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1. Come on, look at Wisdom has built her house. She has hewed out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. For him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread. And drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live. Go in the way of understanding. You see, so this woman here is a personification of wisdom. This is wisdom personified. So wisdom is saying to you, listen, if you will follow me, if you will follow my advice, if you will follow my instruction, you will be able to escape all these ancestral um, forces that are coming against you. All right. So you, 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 you find that a lot of times when you read um, of wisdom, you know, a lot of times, back again, some Africans, anytime they see a woman in a dream, it's evil. I don't understand why they always, they always associate 
the female with evil. What is wrong with us? Huh? Yeah. So uh, the, the, the woman is Jezebel. She's. Yeah. yeah. So when you see when you see a female, when you see a female, you need to context is important. But in this context, you see that this female was able to help him to escape. It's interesting. Amazing. So, uh, there the dream ends. So, in as much as, yes, a female could be positive or wisdom, but how many people know there is also the strange woman? If you read a book of Proverbs, there is also the strange woman. So, that's why I said when you, when you see some of these symbols, always bear in mind there could be a positive and there could be a negative, depending on the context. So the context will help you to accurately interpret. Glory to God. Have you learned something? Let's stop. Come on, let's give God glory. Thank you, Jesus. There are more dreams. We'll continue next week. And I'll share some more principles with you and uh, to help you. How many people have gained some skill? Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Father, we bless your name. Glorify you. Give you praise. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. I thank you for everyone here. Lord, I thank you for impartation of wisdom, skill, knowledge, the ability to interpret dreams, to understand symbols, to understand proverbs, to understand, oh Father, enigmas. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you will impart that to your people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Impart understanding. Impart wisdom. Oh God, let the spirit of counsel come upon them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mighty God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. I glorify you. Come on. Why don't you just ask the Lord, Lord, I need wisdom. I need understanding. I need the ability to hear, to interpret, to understand. Yes. Ask the Lord to open your eyes so that when you read your Bible, you will see these things I'm talking about. That God will give you the ability to see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you. I bless your name. Lord, I ask that there will be an outpouring in this house. Let there be an outpouring of the spirit of wisdom. Let there be an outpouring of the spirit of understanding. Let there be an outpouring, O God. Mighty God, I ask that you will raise interpreters in this house. O God, interpreters of dreams. You will raise in this house, O God people that will understand the mysteries of the night in the name of Jesus thank you Lord I bless you I bless your name I give you praise I give you praise I give you glory and honor I give you glory and honor blessed be your holy name forever blessed be your holy name forever mighty God 
that nobody in this house will miss you, will miss your voice, will miss what you are saying. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.